Let's drone out. This episode sponsored by Radio C for all your drone related needs. Home of the Drone Labs batteries. Good evening and welcome to Let's Drone Out. I'm Andrew and with me here tonight I have Tony. What's up? Time to one. I have Dom. You alright? Voice to him here. And at some point, I don't know if he's still muted or not, we have Jem. He is here, but he is muted. Yeah. I'm here. There he is. Here we go. That's what they call having quorum. Yeah. Uh, we're going to try something a bit different tonight. Hopefully, if this all goes to plan completely, I will be able to play a a bit of a a pre-recorded session which will be interesting we've got Ed's Ed's birthday coming up Ed's birthday bash at Hidden Valley or this weekend yes getting busy he's been every weekend down there we've had we've had flying it's going to be I think seven weeks straight uh, by the end of uh, by 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 the end of August that's That's really good good. Yeah, yeah it is it is it is and of course, when we were at Hidden Valley last, well, when I was at Hidden Valley last, was actually back at Team Mini Air Show, and that was run by Rotor Riot. And last weekend, I was over at uh, Queen's Cup. Oh, Rotor Racing, get them, don't get mixed Rotor up. Rotor Riot, oh, oh, dear yeah. me, yeah, fail. Yeah, don't get mixed up. It's this oh. side of the pond. <laughs> Such a fail. Uh, but yeah, Rotor Racing, two yeah. RRs, both FPV related. Sorry. But yeah, and last weekend was <laughs> Queen's Cup, which was also run by Rotor Racing. But yeah, so it was uh it was a really good weekend and Go on, tell us what happened. Who was there? Why did so, it happen? So the Queen's Cup uh is the fourth oldest sporting trophy in the world or something. And it for the past forty years or something it's been for the Queen's Cup Air Race Challenge, which is, you know, very pithy and, and good name for it. Um, and so it's been for different things like cross-country gliding and hot air ballooning. And the, this year, the uh, Royal Aero Club gave it to the BFPVRA for the Queen's Cup Challenge FPV race. So uh, there was all the well a lot of the big names uh, in UK FPV racing so there was uh, all the sort of X-Blade pilots there there was uh, even a you know we had hillbillies made it down all sorts of people and uh, well, the hot cords did anyone sleep no one sleeps when the hot cords are about <laughs> <laughs> but um uh but yeah, we had a. Uh, it was at Popham Airfield, which is a live airfield where they have a lot of Spitfires and biplanes and all sorts of things. And they're trying to make a permanent FPV race course there. Um, so there's a big netted area. Well, not so big. It's quite a small netted area, really, for FPV racing. But we managed <laughs> it. Um, and uh, a load of trees and things in there obviously a load of gates uh, and we had this interesting course set up that 
started off as an ob- obstacle course as it usually does and then by the end of the uh, end of the weekend we had sub 25 second laps around it wow so it was a big change i heard on the blogs it was quite a tricky course wasn't it yeah exactly uh there's you know, a lot of as soon as you clipped anything you've got barely any distance between you and the net so you've either got to hit the net in which case you're stuck or absolutely blast it which a few people did and then try and recover or as a couple of people did end up way outside the net and into trees and then have to go and how luke bannister was climbing some trees retrieving quads occasionally oh Um, no he came off (laughs) no he was retrieving someone else's actually you just i was gonna say it's probably probably not his it was probably getting someone else's yeah um we managed to have uh an interesting time retrieving quads from the net the same as we did at, at farnborough um because we, we didn't have quite the right ladder for the job so at oh. one point um yeah it was kind of upper ladder just being held up by people because it, it was a extension ladder rather than a step ladder <laughs> which they need um, a window cleaner in residence yeah they need do. someone with so, a big pole so there you go tony if if you I've done uh, quad rescue yeah you're the ca- captain you quad rescue tonster. i know <laughs> Popper Merfield might might need you at the odd weekend when they're running well, events I'll, there. I'll be good for something then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Did you fly, Andrew? Did you fly? Huh? I, I didn't Did fly, fly this weekend. Um, obviously because I was very busy helping organising the race and not at all because all my quads are broken. Um, right. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, yes, it was... Uh, broken yeah yeah a little bit uh i i did manage to the weekend before just power one into the ground trying to do some line of sight fancy stuff and, and didn't quite go too well um uh, but never mind i'm sure i'll fix it i've got this weekend i've got a four-day weekend i'm at electromagnetic field so hopefully what's that then all... tell us about that what's that that is uh pretty much a big geek fest um so it's a big camping event where they have wi-fi and power to the tent um there's all sorts of things from uh, their knitting workshops up to networking, you know, network. Um, Did he say knitting workshops? Yeah, knitting. from knitting up knitting. to knitting. network soldering like, type seminars. It's all knitting. just anything that you make is, is there. It's a knitting race. It's a knitting yeah. race. It's like a maker fair. <laughs> exactly. It's like a maker fair, but for four days in a field. Um, <laughs> a dirty um, maker fair. Yeah. <laughs> a muddy maker fair. A big muddy maker oh. fair with lots of cables trailing through the mud. They're um, 3D printing in a field. Yes, I'm sure there will <laughs> be some awesome. 3D printing in a field. Um, they've even got like introduction to Japanese is one of them. Um, all sorts of stuff. Just any oh. kind of thing that is happening that they can come up with. Um, but yeah, I will definitely be taking my soldering iron and my quads and trying to put stuff back together. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> can, I, can I take a moment just to ask about like how people feel regards like technical tracks and stuff? Because like looking at Farnborough and then at Popham, 
you know, they're getting twistier and turnier. Is that seem to be the norm? It's like being indoors, isn't it? I don't like it. I like uh, stretching my legs a bit. It's like it's come straight out of the triangle racing that rotor racing used to do. Yeah. And now a lot of the tracks are like they're like Tony says, like an indoor track but with trees. Yeah, I mean both Farnborough and Queen's Cup was a case of being given this is the space that you've got yeah. to make an event happen, make it happen. And so Brett's been working really hard to design a course that is making use of the available space but still not impossible for no, new I hit to you. get around. I'm, 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 hats off to brett like his courses are great it's just i'm wondering you know i like a big old course much like what tony just said i like you know there was a german one recently with the three rings like really big old course yeah Yeah, i love that course. that looked amazing it had a sort of fold back thing in it didn't it where you had to turn back that was amazing so you know that kind of a you know you get some legs on you get a bit of speed up before you have to slow down you know i'm seeing these tight twisty corners and not seeing much top speed yeah same here jim i'm i'm with you man i like that all that tops all the twisty stuff needs to be like indoor stuff i like tiny uh, courses yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly and, and it's like you know we've got a lot of new users and a new new pilots your top 10 on most of the lists will do that twisty turning stuff in their sleep but the rest of them you know, you're going to get people crashing left, right and centre. I'm not, you know, making any aspersions, but I think an open, fast, flowing track, much like one that you know coming up soon, yeah? <laughs> that is a brilliant lead into uh, into it, Jim. <laughs> what, a great, what a great lead into talking about Formula SPV. Very subtle. That's a plug. <laughs> plug away, Jim. What's happening? Tell us about your event. Well, okay, we've got a fast, open, flowing track. Um, Formula FPV, you've all been there. You've seen it. I just want to make it a little bit better than it is last year. That's really my main purpose. With help from Dom, yourself, um, my God, if, you, if we can do what you're planning to do, we I think we're going to revolutionise it. I think... Well, I'm stroking uh, the box. I'm stroking the box at the moment. Stroke that box, to... maybe. Carl, I'll come yeah, and yeah, yeah. stroke as well. But, uh, know, I want it covered. The only thing I insist on is it's covered in drone stickers when it comes back. It will have to be. I think we've got... <laughs> Just box. to hold it together. <laughs> but, like, no, look, we've got great pilots. Undoubtedly, the UK has bred the most amazing pilots. Like... It could well have come from all of this indoor flying, but our pilots, you know, we we can turn a bloody corner, mate. Yeah. So the pilots are good. You know, we've got a lot of backup. We've got a lot of decent retailers to find us the right products. You know, we've got, my opinion, the best independent race control, which is rotor racing. Tell yeah. Up on that. Yeah. Um, so what we need is a way of promoting ourselves. Of, pushing ourselves out there and ultimately it's going to be through video you and again i'm not saying nothing to note against anyone so far we haven't had good uk video output of any of our races it just hasn't worked yeah you know you might get one video of someone flying round, but no complete you know as much as we could possibly do to try and make it like a little show yeah, that you could sit and watch. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
and it, I feel that that's what's missing in our element. Yeah, and that's where we're going to start stroking into mainstream. You know, it's good to watch someone else flying fast, but unless I'm being told about it or have some reason to bond with a particular pilot, what am I continuing to watch it for? Yeah, how do you get to the personalities of the flyers and stuff and yeah. build, build the thing around it? No, I totally agree, Jim. I think, um, you know, we, we, there's been some attempts, and I think half of the problem has been just... A, well, two, two aspects of it. One is anchoring the uh, the, the video feeds. So naturally, there there's some complexity in there, and uh, you know I've had two or three um, of the big boy broadcasters, Sky and Press Association, come to me and go, you know, we, we we'd love to come and video it, but can we hook into your production system because they haven't got a clue how to deal with um, uh, with the 5.8 VTX stuff mm. and all of that. And I, I do think I, I think one of the things that I've seen over the last year has been um some i think the sense of how big the space is has settled down a little bit so people have started working together a bit more rather than trying to create lots of isolated pools which i think is great and i love collaboration with everyone really kind of tipping their hat to what rotor racing are doing in terms of organization that's giving us a real spine and with that we've now hopefully got scoring that people can agree on and uh, so as long as we can get the scoring stuff into the video feed, I think that's going to be the magic for Formula FPV. I don't, I, from what I'm doing uh, and, and trying to bring bring in from my seat, I don't necessarily think this time it'll look absolutely glorious, but the idea is to have all the parts in there. Uh, and then hopefully over the autumn we can polish that so that by the time we come around to the next season, we can produce a season with a consistent look and feel for all the different events. Yeah. We can help people televise or produce their own events in a similar format, even if it's a sort of you know minimal uh, version, just using Facebook Live approach, that sort of stuff. But make it so that we can all find it. That's the important stuff: is that we can all find it and tune in when the events are on and get in, get engaged with what, what, who the pilots are, what they're doing to compete with each other, in the same way you do with Formula One. And some of the problem is that work. Sorry. Tony, but some of it, Dom, is work that you're doing now to refine it down to like three or four boxes that we plug together. Yeah. Rather than just like, what the blinking hell am I looking at? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's got, got to be something that a club could read a website and build themselves. Yes. I that, think. That, that's, that's the element where, all right, you're test bedding it at Formula, but I want Delta Hawks to be able to use it or, you know, yeah. Valley or just any club to be able to you know their output to come up as well it's not just about formula we're just yeah. a, the next venue in the you know the one that can use it yeah yeah next next in the calendar in a way yeah in in some respects you know it's worked out that way that it'll be a formula that we may get the first video that people will want to watch a second time yeah yeah, you know, like with a bit of structure, and you know, this is where the pilot was, and I'd like to see the pilot's name on the screen as I'm as he's flying around. I made my little demand there with their OSD. You know, I'd like to see bios in between racing. Yeah. You know, I'd like to know more about each pilot. I don't know enough about. Yeah, is that that's, number yeah, eight. That's yeah. brilliant. That's a brilliant idea. So listen, you know those, have you seen those websites, have you all got profiles on those websites, like, um, what's the one where you can create, oh, let me just see if I can find it while we're talking, there's a, a, a profile site, I've seen some of it, some of the flyers I know up there, um, who've got, it's 
you, you can go in there you can attach a YouTube feed you can attach your um, Facebook feed or, or various social feeds into it and create a profile put in details about what you're flying and so on oh, I've got to remember the name of it uh, talk amongst yourselves while I it, find it <laughs> it's, all, it's, it's all really got to be under one thing though isn't it it's, you know like Yes and no, but look, look, Tony. Yes and no. To the, you know, the league definitely. You know, I'm a big fan of Inside FPV. Yeah, the league definitely saw all our points, but the technology, you know, and how another group puts their their logos on and where they put it, and you know, their colour variation that could change. That would just be yeah. like a different program. Yeah. You know, I think if Dom does the certain work he's doing now, and uh, there's another guy, Tim Ward, I'd like to mention. Yeah, yeah, sure. He's in the chat room. Yeah, top boy. Um, yeah. If that, if if we can just make it like this is how you do it, guys. Not even use this. You know, this is the bits that needs to be done. We'd all raise. I, I, you know, my main drive is getting us away from blokes in the field. I don't want to be labelled as blokes in the field. Yeah, and you know, without decent output, I think we're going to struggle. We know how fabulous it is. We absolutely love what we do but how do you show someone else that without telling them that oh look this guy was seventh and now look at him he's in third how do you do that so have you seen um fpv racing.tv seems seen to be the biggest one. biggest database that i know of of people in my mind setting themselves out as you'd set yourself out and expect to start seeing a profile of data that we could grab into uh, a video show because you you know there's there's lots of boxes of data and images, which yeah. if we could if we could just reach into that website and pull that sort of data up as flyers are taking the flight line, yeah. um, then it will make make the whole programming rich. I think we need a bit of a brainstorm of those ideas on a maybe maybe a Facebook group would be a nice place to just pull a lot of thinking. This and is throw like, ideas in. you mentioned it earlier this collaboration thing. Like I know what I can do. But I don't know what other people can do, and there's people I'm sure that were happy to put some of their time involved for the greater good. You know, I'm not yeah. asking them to make me a product. Yeah, you know, let's. Well, there's it. a sense of open source about it, isn't there? We might yeah. get further if we do a sort of open source production, but have some sense of standard so that we, when you when you go to watch content, it's really representing the sport well, and by the time it matures to being a, you know proper televised sport and so on then everyone knows how it works mm. we're it, it's, it's, it's exciting times at the moment we're like the the pioneers we're the we're, we're the guys who are going to make it mainstream and i do think it will go there well i i'd like to mention something about popham that i don't think many people realize i don't know maybe they do but just the fact that we were selected as drone racing for the queen's cup is tantamount to being approved by the Queen and by the state and that, that you know we're like half there accredited as a proper mm. yeah with that accreditation from the you know we was chosen as you know to, at the Queen's Cup that's you know they don't they didn't choose tiddlywinks yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah they're, they're losing their this the the, 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 the grand, on the grand scheme of things, I think the the state, in very loose terms, is losing its fear of drones and starting to yeah. engage on the. St uh, especially the one magic word to mention to the police and politicians and councillors is STEM and. St and Sinji points out there how much learning's got to go in to making something fly very quickly. Uh, 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 
and so on. Once you realise the breadth of skill that that you can sort of tease into the educational framework with with, with the drone, mm. it, every door just opens. They suddenly go, oh, this is a political winner. This is cool for the kids, and it's great for great for great for promoting all sorts of things that we want to promote. Yeah, there is the other. There's another very big, strong unity angle. Not that you're going to use it as an angle, but this is the only sport I know of where you can have an eight-year-old kid, yeah, 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 yeah. and a girl, a boy, a disabled guy, a fully yeah. able guy, all on the same level playing field. Yep. Yeah, and a sixty-year-old, forty-year-old. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, just yeah, all definitely. on the same playing field, and you know, there is—I don't can't think of any other sport that is no. even it, that inclusive. Yeah. But when we are against the teenagers, we do get our asses kicked. <laughs> yeah, well, they've got lightning quick reactions. <laughs> yeah, I know. Good eyes and stuff. So yeah. I think, uh, in, 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 Andrew, are you still are you still in the background? I am still here. Yes. Yeah, I, I think a big request from me from because LDO is like a, a key uh, magazine point in the week for me. It's a point where okay, we can look back at the last week, look forward to next week, uh, and I think when you next get together with Jack once he's with Brent until I fly once he's back in action, uh, I think you should look at having uh, making sure you have a particular even if it's just the last five minutes or at, at half past eight every week or something have a particular slot where you make sure that people get their listings into you and you just give a run through all the events that are going on mm. i think that i think having a you know there isn't a particular there are websites which have various bits of data on but i think if it's also motivated by people getting in touch with you and keeping us as a community through the podcast up to speed with what's going on on a weekly basis you'll get that magazine vibe yeah, and that'll yeah. mean that it becomes easier to then promote webcasts of things and people will bother to do them because they'll get 50 100 150 maybe thousands of people tuning in to watch events yeah that's that's definitely the idea it's what we're trying to keep people up to date with uh, you know events information you know, we we have our our notes and we we try to go through them but sometimes we do get carried away just with chatting to people once we get into the flow of it yeah it's no diss I just think I think if I need to tune in at half past eight every week and there was going to be 15 minutes here comes the weekly <laughs> race listings around around the world I'm sure Chris from MotoGP would feed up feed in tons from the states <laughs> um, which is a good liaison to have you know yeah, yeah, I, I can agree with that. You know, like even if it, you know, just the intro would be, you know, this week's racing includes from this country, from that country, whatever it may be. But yeah, yeah. I, I'd go with that. I because I'd search a lot. I'm as you, most of you know, I'm online a lot, and I search a lot for for races and racing events because I like I'm fully FPV, and I want to push that back out onto my formula page. Um, but it's very difficult to actually find a decent list of what's coming up. Mm. Yeah. yeah. You're right. It is. It is. Right, and, and given Let's Drone Out is the most regular podcast because it's weekly, if you just make it half past eight every week, you can tune in somewhere and you get 15 minute roundup. That's that's a global tool for everyone. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Good, good idea, Dom. Nice one. Big tick, Dom. Yeah, it's all, well, it's all a sort of daisy chain of seeing how things hang together. Because I've just taken jiu-jitsu through from being a sort of very immature 
um, sport and a friend's really driven it and along the way I've given him lots of input on, on building his webcasting and we got the webcasting to a point where his stuff suddenly magically looked like Eurosports and you know it's, it's, a, it's a few thousand pounds worth of investment to, to do that but as soon as it happened they got on the radar of massive international investment and they're becoming an Olympic sport so I do think it's possible with drone racing over a period of years to really structure it take sort of take control of the 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 format of it at this stage as a community so that we say how we like to fly rather than get some big name sponsor come in and dictate it badly because they're you know the guy's been into it for six months and isn't really as you say jim fully fpv you know yeah um, no, it does happen quite a lot if it comes from us the content will be more engaging for us in five years time once it's really mature yeah. it'll stay engaging it won't suddenly become like um you know dronegeddon or whatever it's called Oh. Which are good good things, but they they're distractions from um, from the, what I think is going on at the grassroots level. That doesn't include anything that I like about FPV. Like for me, you know, FPV I need fast, long, fast, tight gaps, speed, fast turn. Yeah, how does Joan Mageddon? Well, it it, it, it I think it I think it popularises it, which is valuable because it brings people into it. I think it toyifies it, but. to me there's not sure there's a skill there line of sight skill I appreciate that but when you're flying you know why do we why are we enthused by Red Bull air races because it's damn fast you know they're going along and they're going along low yeah Yeah. you know it's all of that excitement that thrill that speed is quite necessary I think for my view of what the sport should be Oh, I totally agree with you, um, Jim. Totally. I've just had I've just had an absolutely mental idea. You know, uh, Carlos did that 3D stereoscopic camera setup. Yeah. You can press a button in YouTube feeds to do that, so it works for Google Cardboard. <laughs> yeah, that would be awesome. Which is only possible by webcasting it, and it doesn't change what we're we're doing with the webcast. It just changes the input. I'm just not sure how the input can be plugged in. Anyway, there's one for offline. (laughs) (laughs) So another thing I'd like to just quickly mention, because I just want to seriously reiterate how important the Queen's Cup is. And if we can just find the right people to say the right things to the right councillors, we can start pushing for drone parks. Like right now we are struggling, like we are struggling hard to find somewhere to fly. We're doing our best to be all concerned and be nice about it. But for God's sake, if you see something booting around the sky, why would you go and walk next to it? (laughs) It's all full, you know? So if we can get to the point, we need three to six tennis courts worth of space in any park. Yeah, and we can have a good little fly in there. We've well, like a like a skate park, but we could yeah. call it a drone a drone park, yeah. Yeah, and we need to, you know, springboard off the Queen's Cup and that accreditation, you know, use that to push ourselves towards actually being a sport and present ourselves in the right way with the work that we're doing, you know, and find a way to get us, you know, recognised as not villains. We're not out. I tell people about drone racing, and the first thing they say to me is about dropping stuff in places, yeah. <laughs> looking into people's houses, and I'm like, oh, God, mate, you don't even understand how much snow we have to look through in yeah. order just to see the track, yeah? <laughs> it's so not what happens, and we need to 
if we can actually show the videos where someone will watch it or show their mum or dad and their mum or dad won't just look what's that stupidness then they're going to understand what the difference is between what we're doing yeah and what the crazy russian man with a gun on his stupid yeah, drone yeah. <laughs> like how ridiculous is that but yeah it's out there so where, where do you guys sit in five years time do you see um the 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 the, the 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 sort of video like where you're engaging with what's going on around the world do you think it'll be um programs of sort of sort of uh, along the lines of extreme sports and skate and bmx yeah or do, you th or do you think it'll evolve to be something like canoeing and athletics or what what i think there must be a million views on it but i just wonder where you guys think it it, it might end up I'm thinking that it's going to become a very fast sport. Um, and I'm also seeing, like in my own head, like where it goes into schools that you was mentioning before, where now we're actually teaching the difference of thrust dynamics, I guess you could call it. It's not really yeah. air dynamics. Um, in schools as a, you know, as an engineering term. Yeah. And then go from there and then you can take it like there's there's plans for helping people with rehabilitation problems and, and physical disabilities to actually get them the sense of motion and the sense of flying yeah, yeah this 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 you know that you're flying should not be taken lightly yeah you know that's what man has wanted to do since the dawn of time and tell you a that, that's that's the bit i can't get over when i tell when i try to tell people what the experience is like uh, like when i say like you i'm flying this i it's so hard to to get that across i'm in the quadcopter if i want to flip over that tree i can flip flip over. it's me doing it, it you'll yeah the connection between your brain and doing that is, is, is incredible I, I follow a a guy on youtube who's in a wheelchair um, and he flies, and he just says how free he feels. Like he's he's in a wheelchair all the time, but when he's in that quadcopter flying, he's he's it's free. Released, yeah. yeah, it's, it's, it's that's you, you the bit we me. need to get over to people. You, that's you the you reminded me of what was, uh, like one of the most it's it's kind of left of field but one of the most emotional stories i had when i uh was promoting the first mini air show about it must be about 18 months ago i went around all our local primary schools with like a couple of planes and my uh, and a couple of quads and that sort of thing and at one of the schools before we were setting up before we started the teachers came in with a blind child uh and said you know she wasn't going to get any of of the of, of the without having actually put her hands on the planes mm. um, could she touch the planes and I was like of course and sort of actually let her engage with the planes first of all which she had a, a picture of I think in her mind and then put the quad in her hands <laughs> and her, her face just going huh and I, it, was, it was quite an emotional moment you know, the, the, the sense of actually giving people with various disabilities an appreciation for flight I think is powerful it's very 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 powerful. very very, very powerful. I, I spent some time, as you know, on um, Neil from iDrone, nice little plug. Uh, Neil stands <laughs> at most of the places that you, you've ever been to. And I promoted, ages ago, I promoted Freerider. And the, the irrelevant of the, the scene, the point was what I was trying to do was give people that experience. And what I realised that stood on the flight line, looking at it line of sight is one thing. Watching it on a screen, standing up looking at 
agree. It's yet another thing. It's a little bit more exciting. Going to immersion is, is you know, you, you see them doing a bit of swaying, but they don't get the heartbeat. When you go immersion and you put a set of sticks in their hand, everything changes. Yeah. They, you, they take the goggles off, and I, the smile on the, these people's faces, yeah, it's just so incredible because it's actually they've realized that they are flying. I don't think until that point yeah. you get in, which, yeah. funny enough, segues me nicely into something I want to just quickly chat about, if you don't mind, uh, which is Tiny Whoop. Yeah, yeah. Tiny Whoop is, in my opinion, the perfect gateway quad. Yeah, and I mean that in, you know, coming from Joan Junkie, I mean that in that I could put Tiny Whoop in your mum's hands and get her to fly FPV within 15 minutes. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm talking about someone that has got no interest in flying, modelling, engineering, anything like that, RC at all. And you could get that person to fly. Yeah? And that is so powerful. And I think we need to work out ways of doing that more. Yeah? Like, you know, like, we've all got a tiny whoop, most of us have. Yeah? Thank you very much. Well, speak for yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Soon enough, Tony, you've got to sort that. Right? But you need a tiny whoop. Winter's coming, Tony. It's August already, mate. (laughs) Get a tiny whoop. And you're happy to, to then give someone else that experience using your tiny whoop. I wouldn't for one second give anyone my 180. I wouldn't even give them my tiny little spider from Propel, which is about 120-ish, yeah? I wouldn't do that. Exposed propellers and all that, too much speed. But I would give anybody a tiny whoop, yeah? So for me, I want people to, like, think about that, like, share that joy that you're having, share that tiny whoop, you know, like you've gone to a barbecue to have a little FPV fly, stick it on someone else, give them the controls, yeah? Don't just you show what, what it's doing, you know? Yeah. So I, start, I, I got my camera off you this week and I stuck it on my little hubs and I don't recommend that. <laughs> no, it's a bit too small, the moment's too short. It's just, yeah, it's hectic. You can't yeah, enjoy you can't that flight. You have the pits on the Hubson. Okay, there is one that you can, but you, you can't normally program the pits and the Hubson is not, it doesn't respond fast enough. Unlike, say, like the Microdrone, I don't know if you guys have heard of the Microdrone V3 from Vernon. Um, the guy created it himself and wrote the algorithm himself. Right. And that's got adaptive algorithms, which are now coming into flight controllers like the Maze and the Clean Flights. But he did that something like three years ago. And the same flight controller could work with three different size arms. Yeah, so that kind of flight controller, you can stick it on the top and have no worries about changing the, how it's balanced. Wait, yeah. Jim, I've got to interrupt. Hold on a second. Yeah. Has somebody got a dot matrix printer running? Sorry, nice. yeah, I've got Jim. printing in the back. Is it a dot? Is it a dot matrix? No, it's three D printing. Oh, it sounded like yeah, a dot matrix printer. Oh, picture over, Tony. You can put. Can you put that picture on? Guess um, what it is. That I'm three D printing, and I'll pause it for you. If you can upload yeah. it to Facebook or somewhere, then I can put it on. Uh, I'll put it on Skype. Yeah, let me let me take a picture of it and I'll send it to um, Andrew. Or it's I'm just going to be uploaded somewhere. That's all. If it's making, if it's too much, let me see if I can pause it. 
it's all right. I, I'm, I, just leave it running. It's fine. It's been running for uh, long enough. It's... Yeah, I was getting wet at the sound of it. I love the sound of a dot matrix printer. Oh, <laughs> I I've still got another five hours for that lot to finish. Lasers just don't do it for me, you know. Oh. <laughs> I've just set, I've sent it to Frank, so he should be able to put it on the canvas. I'd like to see if anyone can guess what I'm printing. Of course, I might have to do some Invoi- invoices, yeah. <laughs> 3D invoices. <laughs> and the only problem you, is I don't really pod- want to say what it is just yet, because you know people are going to be printing the heck out of this one. So this is another thing we need. You can uh, you could uh, check out the picture by going to facebook and um, facebook.com slash let's drone out and it will be up there by the time you're listening to this <laughs> it will so are we going to have a formula fbv winter tiny whoop event how did you get who told you that oh i just get out of my head okay i'm so... just get i'm just spectating i'm just really what's going on jim come on um it's very early for me to talk about it but i can say that um, NEC, we're talking with Ollie, the top man, um, about doing a Formula FPV micro. So that will include tiny whoops, but will also include things like the spec and the puck from the Righteous Boys. Um, you know, faster eight and a half mil style motors, but still on the small scale. Yeah. Yeah, cool. The mini racing. So you've got mini racing in one room. Yeah, as normal, and then you've got a a, a, a micro room, and it will be full FPV micro. Sounds mm. good, man. Are we there? So, yeah. Yep. So we're going to need to find some interesting places to host those sort of events. Yeah. So see, my issue was after Formula last year, um, I spent ages and ages and ages trying to find an indoor venue that would satisfy my need for speed as opposed to turns um, and I failed miserably you know hands up uh, it's just impossible unless you've got a fat wad of money um, so for me micros once you're in the quad once you're flying you don't know how big that quad is it doesn't make any difference yeah so I feel that we can have smaller quads flying in a micro indoor event which we need in England because it rains so much <laughs> yes <laughs> Agreed. Um, so I think we can have indoor events more fun and safer, even like you know, imagine the safety considerations would just be so much less. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're still going to be doing safety, of course, but just so much less. You know, Got hit on the head by a tiny whoop. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> yeah. You see what I mean? Um, so, Knocked my glass over. Damn yeah, it. that's the that's the thing. I mean, you can fly them and your pets. It doesn't. You know, it doesn't affect pets or anything, and we all we're all uh, animal lovers in this country, so um, that's a good thing as well. Yeah. Safety consideration yeah, for uh, a big tiny whoop event being uh, wearing a, a hairnet if you've got long hair, so that you don't spend three hours <laughs> taking it out afterwards. <laughs> not, not something I'm afflicted with these days. <laughs> yeah, nor me. Oh. <laughs> Am I alone in yeah, this conversation? Gem, if you get stuck for venues, let me know. But unfortunately, I know loads of venues, but they're all in the southeast around Brighton, which is probably getting boring for people. But uh, if, you, if you get if you get stuck, just shout. My only problem with that, and I love Hidden Valley, I'm not saying anything, it's just that you're at the end of the road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> find places in the middle to help everyone. Oh, yeah. I'm in London, and Formula's around the corner for me. That was very personal. But yeah. I think we need to be a little bit more, more north. Not 
too far, but not yeah. quite Birmingham, but halfway maybe. All right, so here's one for you, for everyone. I, I got approached by Coral Dog Stadiums mm. about uh, to see if uh, to see if uh, we might be interested in using the broadcast feeds to host um, races from their stadiums when they're not doing dog racing. Okay, I, I, I put that out there. I put that out there because uh, I, I looked would... at that and I, and I thought that's me. That, that's me and my, my marriage, or that's drone racing at the Coral Dog Stadiums. <laughs> <laughs> it would be better. It would be a better thing to have drone racing there than dog racing. That's my I, I would second that. I would second that. Sure. Yeah. You know, and if I imagine a dog track, that's going to be pretty big. That's big enough. So, so how about chasing the rabbit? with drones as the race making it very very simple that would be better than poor dogs it oh. would be you know what i'd like that if you allowed me to do did any of you guys see the toronto race there was one basically they had like you know like horse racing hurdles but right. one's coming from the ground and one's coming from the ceiling so you went up and under right yeah that would be awesome so you're chasing the rabbit it's just an oval but up and under so we've got the 3d element there yeah, 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 I'm with you. I'm a big fan of 3D, so if, you know, that's... Yeah, so the rule is you can't overtake the rabbit. <laughs> if you can catch the rabbit, because that'll be belting it, wouldn't it? I, I don't know. Would they be faster than rabbits? They probably would be. Yeah, they probably the, would. The rabbits, probably the rabbit's going about 50, I'd have thought. Who knows? Let's find out. Jim? If that Jim. appeals, then I'll find out. Can you um, tell us any more about Formula FPV? Because I know you've got wing racing there. It's over three days. There's food. Okay, can, you just, okay. can you do a rundown of everything? And do you know how many laps everyone's got to do? Because we know it's a big course and we're, quite a lot of people are worried about um, how many laps we've got to do on our batteries. Okay. Let us, is, it, is it the same? Should, yeah. Because should we start there? Well, because I, I, in my head, I know the course, and if you're going to change it, that's going to piss me off. All right, so <laughs> this, is, this is what's happened. And, now, you know, um, as you all know, I'm very honest and straight out, yeah? Um, yeah? There was a lot of call for our event to be classed as a qualifying event for the National Cup thing, yeah? Um, in order for us to accommodate that request we can't let you race the track as is yeah so you know from last year my big point was here's the track now i've put it in a simulator get good at it come back next year and race faster mm. yeah but in order for you guys to have it as part of a qualifying event it can't you because of the way the rules are written they may change i'm not arguing rules um but because of the way it was written we can't tell what the track is. Yeah? Now, right. I've had a special dispensation. We've had a lot of conversations about this um, where we're just going to adapt the track that we've got. I can't tell you the adaptations. So this is why I wrote a post, and some people took it the wrong way, but that's fine. Um, I wrote mostly the same. Because I don't know actually what I can and can't say. I can't really say anything. I don't think I've actually said anything in that. Um so from that point of view you're mostly going to be flying the track that you know and the pros were going to have to deal with some right nasty additions oh great can you change yeah. me from pro to sport please <laughs> i can the sport track <laughs> tell you, the sport track will be last year's track oh. yeah um i'm happy 
for anyone that wants to change class there's no no shame or anything no change you know we've only segregated pro and sport in the sport class maybe some people don't realize i said you don't have to do gates there will be flags either side of the gates so you still narrowed in i just want to be as inclusive as i can you know there are pilots that aren't pros that that's just maybe their first race so you know they just want the experience of going around the track under some pressure but they don't want to crash halfway around yeah, yeah. which yeah. is why i've said look if you can go through the gate if you can't go through the flags yeah um so you know moving from there the sport course is the same course that you know right so you can take from that what you want about the pro course yeah so most of the pro will, it will be mostly the same so the fun event has turned into it may not be fun it may be pressure <laughs> now well look you know like i said at the very start we have the best pilots in the world and in order to test the best pilots in the world you have to create something that will test them mm -hmm. uh, i would love to have a bag load of money and create a whole new course um this little bit of info by the way guys was only recently dropped on me um it would have been helpful if it was <laughs> told to me before uh so i don't really want to change the course dramatically and i've also got pilots that have been flying the sim for six eight months practicing i've got four international pilots coming that are coming because of what we've said about the sim and here it is and get better and you know so yeah, these yeah. guys don't care about your qualifying event so you know what do i do about them yeah it's a hard call isn't it hard to keep everyone happy i think that i've found the right enough balance yeah like i say if you want to race the original track go for the sport class yeah or original class let's call it it doesn't matter what it's called does it yeah if you want to race the original track that's the one if you want a right tough test like there's certain people on that list that need this test yeah that i think are you know are way beyond 90 percent of the people currently flying fpv their skill set like these guys are just i could name them you know if you want me to but yeah but we all know who they are Mm. Uh, and they're the top 10 yeah. consistently the top 10 yeah and they they're you know look as much as i love formula they're going to be well bored on the formula track yeah you know they they was doing it on the sim in a minute and a half for three laps guys like that's incredible that's almost muscle memory you know so I need to try and keep everyone happy. At the end of the day, the whole reason of what I'm doing is why I'm doing it is to make everyone happy. I just want people to come, have a better time than they did last year, raise the profile of formula, do as much as I can to make it look professional and get everyone, you know, that half a step, one step up from where we was. Yeah. You know, if you've never flown a track, you know you're making it hard on yourself forcing yourself to do tunnels and gates tight turns i'd rather you just start excuse me miss the tunnel <laughs> miss the gate but you've gone around a lap four time three times yeah because there is we've got to remember there is a new people coming into this hobby all the time or the sport all the time 
Yeah. That's what we want to, we need to be inclusive. We need to remember that there's new people. Yeah, we've been in it three years, four years. Yeah, we're the pioneers. But don't the pioneers make the roads for the guys coming behind them? Exactly, yeah. We've got to have, um, we've got to have it so they enjoy it rather than not enjoy it the day. Yeah, so that's why I'm not happy with my two-class system. I don't like calling it a class system, like <laughs> divisions or whatever. But, yeah, where you've got a pro track and most of it is the same for the sport or, the you know, the, the open class, yeah, so that you can, you know, you can get airtime around the track. Look, we've all been there in a the field, all of us, you know, and we've progressed to one flag and then three flags and then we've got the hover speed eight flags and all the rest of it yeah but with without those indicators and those flags and a timer and oh the pressure of actually being in a race you're never going to get that experience mm. and if, if it's all too again don't take me wrong if it's all too farm bra or queen's cup you're never going in a race mate there were people at queen's cup that didn't get around yeah you know, how are you going to introduce more people if you only have top-end professional races? Yeah, do you understand what I mean? Where only eight people can can even compete. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You know, until you've got enough people in the sport, then you can segregate, and you've got open races and proper pro races. Yeah. Right now, I can't promote a race for ten people, can I? No. Yeah. You know, we've got nigh on seventy something pilots. That's, you know, think you know, how many people um, out of that 70, it, that's their first race. Yeah, quite a few, I should think. A good half of them. Mm. Yeah? And then, the, then, and then half of the ones that have had a race, it'll be their second race. Yeah? That's it, yep. So what about the wing wing racing? Is, can you talk anything about that? Because I know there's a few people want to fly wings. All right, so... It came to my attention that a few people were doing FPV wings. Um, I put it out there and I said, oh, if you fancy doing a wing thing round F round formula, I'm happy to let you do that during the weekend. It will be entertaining for the spectators that I'm trying to bring in. It will be entertaining for us. It will give us a little breathing time between intense heats. Um, so I'm open for... We haven't had much response. We've had a couple of guys and a couple of negatives, but oh well, you always get that. Um, so I'm open for, you know, you're going to come at best, follow the original formula track in a wing. Let's see if you can do it. If you can yes. do it, we're going to have more wing racing. Yeah? yeah. It's not, you know, I'm not trying to put pressure on anyone. You know, we're going to call it a race because someone's going to get there first. Yeah. But really, it's a bit of a demonstration and a bit of a prover point and a bit of a, can we really do this? Yeah. Yeah? I think, I think it'll be good. It's the same thing with the FPV track racing. Like I've done a lot of RC car racing, and it's always been line of sight. And when I did the truck we in that Neil did at Hidden Valley, you remember that? Yeah. Um, I was astonished. I was in love. I was like, oh, my God, now I want to do drifting and have the camera turn side to side while I'm drifting. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so I'm, I'm right into FPV car or truck racing. I said truck because we're going to be on the grass. If we had a flat, you know, like a sports hall, I, it would be drifting. Yeah. yeah? Um, so anyone that's got a truck, 
in between racing we're going to have time for you to turn up i don't really want to do line of sight truck racing it's not about that you need to put a camera in it have the vtx get it checked make sure it's 25 milliwatts make that point across the board formula fpv 25 milliwatts max yeah these changeable vtx's sorry guys no yeah, yeah, some some of the um, people going to pop them, I hear, were having problems oh, with. Yeah, yeah, it took people out and everything. Awful. Yeah, yeah there was, was uh, um, people running twenty five, but they were five hundred, I think. Yeah, yeah it was, it's, it's, the, it's not right. The manufacturer has been told, and they're going to deal with it. Yeah, the Fox Ear TM twenty fives for anyone that's you know, if you've got one of them, you might want to get it power checked before trying to race with other people because it was a bit of an issue. Yeah, if any pilots have got a, a you know a VTX that they they desperately you know they can't do it, we're going to help you out. We'll try and do it. We'll give you a discount, whatever it is, to get you the right one. Yeah, um, but we can't accept the changeable ones at all. Yeah, you know even if you've done your power check, sorry, it's just going to mess everything up. If I take one, I'll have to take them all. Um, look for a 25 milliwatt transmitter, please, please, please. Yeah, definitely. Good point. Yeah. Um, can I just um, put out uh, the winner for the competition to win the rotor right here hat and two I'm sure stickers? Lots of people would have been listening Ooh, for that reason. Um, the winner is randomly picked is a Kyle G. So, Kyle G, you need to um, somehow contact us andrew have you got any ideas how we can contact us so we're on facebook at facebook.com slash let's drone out otherwise you can email us at let's drone out at gmail.com so because we need your address to send you your goodies yeah we should, we should have a round of applause for that all right <laughs> thank you very much dom you're useful aren't you <laughs> so that that's Carl G. Um, he's got a picture of him flying a looks like an alien, and his profile picture is um, an alien on uh, on top of a transmitter uh, in yeah. a field. Carl G. There we go. Hopefully, I'm saying that right. I'm so sure you, you have won the rotor right hat and two stickers. Well done, mate. Brilliant. Okay, so we're That's coming nice up hat. to the top top of the hour. So uh, after us, we will have Hannah, uh, the 3D printing lady, coming on with Amusings and talking all about oh, some... Uh, I think she's got something quite explosive to talk about, so that could be interesting to listen to. But uh, uh, as I'm still waiting for notice that she's ready, I'm going to play the Queen's Cup recording. So, fingers crossed. Here we go. See you soon, guys. Have fun. Thanks, Dom. Thanks, Jim, for coming on. Thank you, Tony, for inviting me. Thanks, Dom, for your sterling work. Always Come good. Back, See you all soon. Thank you. Thank you for coming on. It's the evening of Saturday, the 30th of July, 2016. Uh, it's the end of the first day of the Queen's Cup Air Race Challenge Trophy something or other at Rotorfest near Basingstoke and it is the very first Let's Drone Out field recording and I have with me today 
Leo. Say yeah. hello, Leo. Hello. Let's drone out, people. Yeah. Woo. So yes, Leo, you've done pretty well today. Well, pretty well mm. today. Wouldn't say well, but yeah. Oh, come right. on, you got in the top 24. Yeah. yeah. It's quite an intense day. I had uh, video problems in the practice, and then straight into qualifiers, I had more video issues. Then I had one round, and then I just crashed. And then I actually had a few rounds where I got three laps. So it was, I only had like a total of nine laps, but I'm in the top uh, 15, I think. Exactly. Top so. 15. There were was it 54 yeah. people yeah. were Something registered like to come up today. Yeah. Two people didn't turn up or didn't race. So one person didn't yep. turn up and one person didn't race because his cog was broken. Yep. So there's 52 pilots here. You know, and you're in the top 24. Yeah. What, what, how did you end up in the end? What um, your ranking? Do you know? What was it? I think I'm either 14th or 13th. I'm not sure. Yeah, there you go. But yeah. That's pretty high Quite ranking happy. out of... Earlier I was, I was down because I was like, yeah, I'm nowhere. Got a cord with some issues. But yeah, pretty happy now. Good. Yeah. As you should be. Yeah. And then we've got tomorrow, we've got the uh, last couple of qualifying rounds. Yep, and then on to finals and knockout rounds, I think, is how yep. we're doing it. And uh, yeah, it should be quite intense. Yeah. People are going to be pushing each other and some, either some amazing crashes or some amazing racing will happen. So we'll see. Yeah. Have you booked the tickets for Hawaii yet? I have not. Uh, no. Don't know. I'm in school at that time, so I don't know whether I'd actually be able to so, go. But. Oh, why are you even here? I mean, that's the ultimate prize tomorrow. Yeah. The top two pilots are going to walk away with. Very true. Yeah. Qualification to Hawaii. Yeah. I, I would love to do that, but yeah, I don't think I'm there at the minute. Yeah. Come on. I mean, oh. today we've had Gary Kent up at the top consistently all the way. Yeah, he's amazing. Consistent pilot, fast. Absolutely. I have a feeling he will get into Hawaii whatever happens. Nah, he's doing really well. He deserves, yeah. if anyone here, yeah, he deserves to go. He's just consistent all weekend, rocking it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it's carnage right now. It is. We've got, so the BMFA uh, have just only just returned. So they've come back to the scene of about a million quads in the air all at once. Yep. All brightly lit, all so shining nice. So what turned out from Phil, me and two other people coming down here just for a casual flight with the gate has turned into about 20 people here now. Some people eating dinner and a load of people flying. And we've set up uh, three gates and we're just blasting around. Yeah, because the course has been locked down locked to down. avoid anyone getting any yeah. untowards practices in. Indeed. The so we've just thrown something together and we're just ripping around, yeah, letting the, loose. The Rotorfest flight line has been just abandoned, I think, because it was only line of sight. There's, there's something very bright and glowing, but I'm not entirely sure that's even from the flight line. I think that might be from the campsite. Yeah, I think someone's just messing around. Yeah. So yeah, we're down here. We've got a load of brightly lit neon coloured quads. It's all a bit mad. Yeah. There's lots of LEDs all been shining nicely on Leo's Facebook live stream. Yep. In the FPV group. <laughs> yeah. Bit of fun. So Show how many people. people do you have on there in the end? 230 or 300, I can't remember. Huge amount though. Good. Two or three hundred people. Yeah. I don't know who it was, but there was someone's quad had an LED on the back that I, I'm sure we're going to have to make rules against. It was so bright. Yeah, it was like following a police car. Yeah. It's mad. We've now got a lot tamer LEDs, but they're a lot more colourful, so... Yeah. 
and then there's just someone rocking the standard flashing transponder and VTX lights. My quad with LEDs on it doesn't work, so it's just sitting in the car. Uh. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's quite dark, and yet everyone's still happily flying around. No yep. need for Carlos's owl cam yet. Yeah, just bump up the contrast and all that in your goggles, and you can carry on. Yeah, and it's... You know, if we weren't camping out, I think everyone would have given up and gone home yeah. about sunset, but it's about... Uh, 9.30? Yeah, so it's a good half hour past sunset, it's the end yeah. of Civil Twilight, Yeah. and everyone's burning the last of their batteries. Yeah, quite entertaining. I'm, I think a few people actually crashed before they completed a lap, so they had batteries with barely any use, and they were like, right, I'm not going to charge it up, I'm just going to go out now and belt around. <laughs> but yeah. I think Johnny's going up for his third fixed wing that he's going to be flying today, so he was Hopefully flying. Hopefully he doesn't fly that one into a pole. And now he's flying LED. Ever-present, very brightly lit DLG that's not a DLG anymore. So that is a DLG fuselage, well not fuselage, so a tail and a wing, and then there's an FT power pod on it and a load of LEDs. And yep. on the back there's a credit card for the, ele the uh, ailerons. Yeah, and the elevator. quite enough authority anyway, so he no. put on credit some card. Some style stuff. Yeah. And he's just whipping it around the sky. Yep. We've got one set of headlights lighting up a bit of the course, couple of gates. That's actually amazing. If everyone did that and we've all put our LED uh, headlights on here, that would be sweet. We, we may have to go and do that now. Yeah, we might have to. Just having one looks awesome. So what have, what have you got coming up? Because you were talking earlier to Johnny about your wing expedition. Yep. So that'll so, be coming out soon, I guess. Yeah, a group of us went up to the Lake District and flew wings and quads up in the mountains and yeah, followed the terrain down, did some proximity stuff. Yeah, that was really good. And where we can people see that and wait for it? So I post a lot on Instagram as at Leo Witters FPV and on YouTube as Leo Witters FPV. Um, how do you spell that? With the Witters at least. W-H-I-T-C-E-R-S. Uh, there we go. And uh, yeah, you should so, uh, find some stuff on there. And uh, there's a short edit from diving down a gully with a quad, but there is some wing stuff coming out. But we're doing a group edit for that, so we'll post that somewhere. Any other projects coming up? Uh, I'm preparing at the moment for the Euro Cup in Ibiza. Ooh. and Formula FPV really and until then it's just going to be practicing building wings and having a chilled out summer really this year last competition until Formula FPV at least Formula FPV yeah I'm sure we'll have lots of talking about Formula FPV no oh, it's going to be amazing I'm sure last year whenever this is being broadcast there will be Chem Hype. in the chat yeah plugging it away yeah so hello Chem in the future yeah <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that will be the next big event, I think. Well, thank you very much, Leo, right. for joining yeah. me on the very first Let's Throw It Out field recording. Yeah. We'll see yeah. what the quality is like, yeah. and hopefully we'll get... Hopefully the audio is exploding with the floor. What channel are you? <laughs> I think a lot of it's the one. It's the second day of the Queen's Cup, and I'm here with Chris. Hi. Um, yeah, my name's Chris. Uh, yeah, this is uh, my first race I've ever been to, so 
I've never had the opportunity to approach racing or fly in gates or fly with anyone else really. So I thought, you know, what a better way than to, to come down here and, and have a go and probably chose a bit of a hard race to start <laughs> off with. Yeah, <laughs> this is a really tight course, there's like loads going through tight bits of trees. Exactly, yeah. We've got the nets on the side that are like minefields to exactly. go into. It's, it's For me it's not really a case of um, how many laps but uh, can I finish one. Disasters happen. Uh, yesterday I was just uh, in the qualifying round and uh, I just have a pretty brutal crash. I was 100% sure I was out the, of out the game there. I was a bit upset and uh, Luke Bannister came up to me and actually just he just said, dude, take my quad, you know, gave me one of his spare quads, we whacked a VTX on it, dialed my rates into it, and he said, go, it's, yeah, it's yours for the weekend now, and I was just blown away, you know, it was so nice to be able to just, one, get back out onto the racetrack, uh, although it's just a quad, it was an experience, you know, just so dialed in and, and, and you know, so fast. <laughs> you got round a good couple of gates. Exactly, I did it, I got around some gates, I, uh, we all had a laugh, I think. Uh, a big cheer. Exactly, and um, just, you know, flying has been amazing, but to be honest, overall the weekend itself has just been amazing as well, you know. I'd just like to say thank you to the organisers who have, who have put it together so well and so smoothly. Um, not, I've read so many things about races being uh, a lot of waiting, not a lot of racing, then a lot of waiting, you know, but there was some waiting, but, you know, you, you, you can socialise, you can eat food, you know, and, and you can rush to fix your quad if that's if you yeah, need to. Yeah, that's definitely um, a big part of it. But yeah, I mean, we've had like five minute turnarounds between rounds. We've had exactly. nine rounds um, between, you know, a, you know, having another go. So exactly, there's yeah. not a whole lot of time in there. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's been uh, it's been amazing, and uh, no video no video problems for me at least anyway as well. So oh, it's always good. That's one plus. Yeah. So, well, thank you for joining me. No, thank you. Uh, thank you for taking time to talk to me. And uh, yeah, it's been such an amazing weekend. Thanks for everything you've done. Sure. Catch up again. Definitely. Hundred percent. See you at the next race. Thank you. Everybody's looking super quick as they make their way around. 
I wouldn't expect anything less of our grand final. It's all about the racing. Yeah, <laughs> and in first place we had Jonathan Rogers. Is Jonathan still around? Yeah. Oh no, that's <laughs> Hold on. So no one from E final actually stayed. <laughs> okay, D final. In third place we have Jim Lockwood. Maybe we should have told people that there was a prize giving yeah, afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> uh, second place, David Bailey. Yeah. Yay! <laughs> and first place for A final we have Carlos Costa. <laughs> we had 24 pilots make it through to the knockout stages. In third place, in the grand final for the Queen's Cup, we have James Bowles! In second place for our Queen's Cup grand final, we have Matthew Evans! And our grand final winner, no surprise I should imagine, grand final winner and Queen's Cup winner is Gary Kent, Justice FPV! Well done Gary. And let's not forget that it was a qualifying event for Hawaii. The top two pilots, Gary Kent and Matthew Evans, are going to go to Hawaii. Well done, Congratulations to those guys. And if they need a commentator, you know. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs>